Hi guys, it's me again. Welcome back. I don't know what to call it. Is it a channel? I guess I'm gonna say welcome back to my channel, which is so weird to say. Anyways, um, we're now recording the official third episode. In the previous two episodes, I really wanted to get into what Naive is about, the first edition of Naive. We talked about the content of Naive. We talked about what is inside of Naive, you know, what Naive means and um, what, you know, topic we co topics we cover. And um, I even read out two different texts from this edition. But because there is going to be an extended version coming out very soon and because a lot of you already have purchased and listened to most of the content. I wanted to further continue this podcast talking about topics that are inside of Naive and the editions of Naive, but um, kind of like an extra to everything. So basically, because this edition is about matters of the heart and feelings, emotions and all that, the extended version is going to be exactly that. So basically, what the extended version is, is that we have Naive as it is right now, the printed copy, but with additional material, more writings from me and other people, more collaborations, a more in-depth um, insight into matters of the heart. And that is going to be free for everyone that has ordered a printed copy while i'm recording this i have like 13 copies left um which is also an extra that i added last week but if you still want a copy you can get it now if there is still some available but anyone that has bought a printed copy will get the extended version for free anyone else will have to pay for the extended version the extended version as of today um, has around 40, 45, no, actually 44 pages. Um, so that's a lot of content that I have curated for you guys. And I really can't wait to share that finally as well. The current edition, you know, the printed version has already received so much love. And again, I know I say this every episode, but I appreciate it very, very, very much. So thank you any to everyone that has bought a copy or that has shared my stuff that has showed some love for naive there's gonna be more love that i will give back to you guys the extended version hopefully will come out soon but for the extended version and for future projects around naive i want to further continue this podcast by talking about these extras that we add into naive as we build so a couple days ago i think it was i don't know last week on my instagram i asked you guys what you guys want me to talk about i wanted to give some advice talk about certain topics so i let you guys tell me what's on your heart so we can talk about matters of the heart very close and personal to you i selected some of the messages that I received and we're gonna talk about those. I currently have Ali, Matthew and Daniel with me in the studio. Mm -hmm. I hope to have some um, input of them 
in these conversations as well. I speak from the point of a straight woman. Unfortunately, we only have straight men in here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've touched some toxic masculinity right here. (laughs) Anyways, um, but I wanted to have some masculine input in here as well. I myself can offer a little bit of masculinity, not going to lie, but I'm a woman still. So (laughs) I'm trying to keep this as, um, I'm going to say unique as possible or as diverse as possible. Although, you know, a straight woman and three straight men is not really that diverse but i'm trying my best this is what i had today so i'm taking what i have and making use of it (laughs) anyways let's get straight into it so i said any topic send it to me it could be about love about friendships do you want advice let me know do you want to have me talk about certain things let me know so i received a lot of different messages and i'm not gonna lie I was really surprised by some of the stuff that I received because it was more from men than from women, and they were they were all very emotional. Sometimes men just need a hug. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, a lot of men are such babies. I keep saying this: men act all tough, and I'm talking about straight masculine men. We're talking about those, okay? Because yes, they're men that are straight, but maybe not into genders because gender is a construct it's a social construct don't buy into that bullshit but whatever anyways i'm talking about straight men that are masculine they need to be babied sometimes this is what i've learned over time literally hug them or just touch their hair or i don't know like what is ali saying we need love in private they need love in private guys show some love to your local straight guy (laughs) Show some love to your local toxic guy. My he might need it. <laughs> what did you say? I was just saying my dog doesn't Okay. Daniel, plus four free. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, I remember I was talking to this guy in London. Uh, he's going to listen to this and he's going to know this is about him. But shout out to you. You taught me a lot. I'm not going to lie. This person, he is so masculine like in his job he's all bossy and he's so like in his suit he's like everyone takes him seriously right he is the boss and he talks like this like when you hang out with him go to bars he's with his boys all he does say is like what the fuck man yeah man i did this and that like all tough and shit right so one day we were chilling with his uh friends and i right we had some drinks we had some wine we had some food we talked and he started talking about his biggest heartbreak this big 190 guy like this tough man suddenly talking about crying for three months straight because he got cheated on it was like wow okay so i listened and during the conversation i just felt so sorry for him so i was like do you need a hug i i just wanted to hug him so i hugged him and he started crying he literally started crying and he said that nobody has hugged him in two years like this and it just made me so sad and the rest of the night he just laid on my lap and fell asleep that was it like he wanted to be babied and i started crying while he was sleeping because i felt so sorry (laughs) 
I'm very emotional. I felt so sorry for him. I was like, oh my God, imagine how many men out there are toxic because they are not being loved. Okay, I hate this word, okay? Simping is not a sin. It's a sin when you simp just to get some coochie. Now that's a sin. Simp. He's saying simp. Straight up. Matthew, do you need a hug? Come, give me, come here. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> come here. I'm serious. I'll give you a hug. Come. He'll start crying. <laughs> Honestly, toxic men need a hug. That's my. That's the podcast. Goodbye, guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> Imagine. Okay, let's get into it. I'm gonna keep all of these. Um, like I'm gonna keep them anonymous because everyone wanted their message to be anonymous so your secret is safe with me guys and with me too and with everyone here but nobody has actually i haven't showed them who has sent me this message so it's only me so don't worry about it anyway someone said how do i let someone go who is still there and doesn't want to go but also doesn't want to stay it sounds confusing how to be brave and how to find yourself again after a heartbreak. Ooh. So she wants to move on from somebody that's still there and it's a confusing situation. How does she go? Like, how does she move on from the situation? And how does she move on from the heartbreak when the person is still there? I love this question because I have a personal reference to it. How do you mean still there? Like, I, I think this person I still sees the person, like still talks to that person. Yeah, like, you know, quite best friends' wives. Yeah. I don't even know how to answer that question. Look, let me tell you a personal experience. And give me, let me give you a tip. Never get involved with people that you see on the daily, like classmates and coworkers and, and people that you just see, like neighbors or stuff, because when it's over... Just know you will have to see these people. Bars. Like, it's such a big mistake. It's Everyone always warned me, and my stupid ass, I did it my coworker. <laughs> it's, it's a fact. I did it my coworker, and when we broke up, I had to look at this hmm, motherfucker <laughs> yeah. every damn day and act like I didn't care. And he would come to me with all his glory like flirt with people in front of me, flex about his day, that he went partying the day before, and that he fucked this chick and that chick. I'd had to listen to him talk to people in front of me like that. And you know what? I would see him in the workplace, and I would see him smile and laugh, and inside I would wish for his smile to fucking fade. Like, that's how bad it is. Seriously, I don't wish bad upon anyone. Wow. But when you're hurt, you just want the other person to be hurt, especially when you've been hurt the worst yeah. way. But how, how I how did I still manage? I decided to cut. Move on. No, the thing is, like, I went to my manager first and I said, hey, I don't want to tell you what happened, but could I have different shifts or different breaks so I don't see this person that often? And guess what? They actually made this possible. If you can, and this is my tip, if it's possible, try to see this person less. Try to communicate as less as possible. I would only go to him because of work, but that would be it. Because the more you speak to a person, the heartbreak is still going to be there. 
I feel like I moved on the best way when I stopped communicating in all ways, when I stopped checking his Instagram, when I stopped looking at pictures on my phone, when I completely deleted him off of everything. I even threw gifts away that I had, like jackets that I had from him, pictures, everything. Why? Because when it's in front of you and you're still hurt about something, you're not going to move on from that pain. You're not going to move on from this person. And this is my tip. Just stay away as much as you can and don't indulge in nostalgia. I know nostalgia can be so sweet. It can be so nice to think back of memories and go, oh, like I love this person. And I remember we went to this place and he bought me a rose and then he held my hand. Okay, it's all pretty and nice. Yes. Write about it if you're a writer. Sing about it if you're a singer. I don't know. Do something artistic or I don't know. Tell your grandchildren in a couple of years. In a couple of years, as if everyone's old. <laughs> but move on. Move on. And remove these things. You don't need it. Everything's in your head anyways. Don't don't keep the pictures. Don't keep the Instagram. For what? Do they pay your bills? Do these memories, like, I don't know. Do these pictures make you happy? They don't. So, yeah, that that's my tip. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm cool with that. We have a lot of preaching here. The priest spoke. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. All right, all right. It's a little bit messy on my computer. So, anyways. Can you please get into a little long-distance relationship and your opinion on that? What? Can you get into long-distance relationships? This person wants me and you guys to speak about long-distance relationships no. and our opinion on that. I can't do that. Okay, reasons, guys. Come I need, on. I need, I like, if I'm he just needs some love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the shit. I need some love and I need also, you know, some pleasure in he, it. So, he needs the coochie. Well, I need the coochie, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. Sometimes you need it. Guys, my podcast is rated R. You can say anything you okay, want. Good. So sometimes, you can drop any word you want. Sometimes you need some punani. <laughs> Some punani, he says. You also need love. Like, I mean, on cold winters, you want to see her, you know, cuddle a bit. and You know. You want to see her and you want to be inside her, huh? Yeah, you know. You want you that, know that warm that, punani, like that. huh? Yeah, this is what I mean. She can, she, she can uh, like, tell her. Uh, yeah, just speak uh, straightly. Like, she could uh, tell, uh, tell, like, uh, she gonna sleep. Where she's partying with someone. Oh, that's your yeah. worry. You're so Turkish, I Ali. Trust you issues. fuck it's you. True. It's true. <laughs> trust issues. Trust issues. Trust issues. Believe me. I had something like that. I had you something had some... like that too. Well, she was in Vienna. She was in Vienna. Yeah, but I was in Vienna. The decision. She was in Vienna. I'm not gonna lie. I I had an experience too when this. Idiot was abroad. Yeah. He actually did whatever the fuck he, he wanted. Had a long, he had a yes. long, two years, two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. But she cheated on him. <laughs> <laughs> she cheated on him. She said she's gonna. Visit. She said she's gonna. She... Okay, give the mic to Matthew. I want to hear the story. I want to hear the story. Come on, do it for so, naive. So uh, first of all, like uh, 16 years old. Nah. 16. The first time. Yeah, since I'm middle. This, this eight, 18? Yeah, 18. I think 17, 
Um, yes, we met up. You know, basically, like Instagram. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's writing, 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 I writing, didn't. and. <laughs> <laughs> so much ramble. Come on, Matthew, tell your story. Um. Yeah. So the first time we met up, I think that was like 2016 in June. Mm-hmm. After that, it was straight up falling in love. You know, basic story. Basic story. You know, straight up love. Um, yeah, after two years of relationship, I was flying around from A to B, from C to Where B. was she from? Where did she live? Uh, she was living in Germany. Uh, uh what city? Which city? Uh, Dusseldorf. Oh, okay. Nah. Yeah, Dusseldorf. Okay, okay, okay. I hate you guys, honestly, I think with, um, I look even for a second job because... You know, playing the flights all the time was quite expensive. Oh, you went all the way. Yeah, all the way, the whole time. I think the first time she came was after two years. It was the first time she came over. What? <laughs> it took her two years yeah. to come forward to yeah. your place for once. Yeah, so... Oh, that's um, little effort. So after two years of relationship, um, she told me, like, she has a best, um, best friend. I said, okay, yeah. Best so, friend. So it's so, so cool with that. It's always yeah. the best friend, huh? Yeah. Um, I never knew that the boy was doing moves the whole time. She was saying, yeah, no, we're just playing around, we're cool. And I was playing like, around yeah. how? Playing with the coochie. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying. Um, That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, um, then she told me, like, yeah, I want to go and visit him in, in Frankfurt. I was like, yeah, cool, all cool. We're going to do that. Hmm. After then, she came back, like, she was like, um, I think his relationship is too toxic. Huh? Um, I don't really have feelings that much anymore. Huh? Two so years. <laughs> it took her two years to realize. <laughs> so, after then, we broke, like, uh, we broke up. I think we didn't have contact for like two months. After then, she came back like, "Yeah, I'm still missing you." And she's, I, I took her back. <laughs> Bro, I told him no. Oh I told him no. Oh um, my god. After I took her back, um, I think her best friend called me. Um, told me like, "Bro, I, um, I got to talk to you. I have to tell you the truth." And he told me, "Yeah, I think we already had something already." Um, the, the day before she even came. And because she, I think she went two times to Frankfurt. The first time we already have something. And the second time it was like, like confirm, okay, break up with him and come back to me. But the thing is, um, he dunked her and went back to his ex. So he already slept with her just to see oh her as a coochie and then dunked her. <laughs> so <laughs> oh my God. Of course, then she came back and I was like, okay, damn. Men yeah. are trash. Was, was no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Everyone's trash. Then I was trash. quiet in my feelings, you know. And she tears too. So why men trash? I, that's why I say everyone's trash. It's not a gender thing. It's no, after then, I think I broke up in 2018, the summer. Yeah. I was like, yeah. After I took her back, I was like, nah, I can't do that. You know, I can't stand it inside. I can't. I can't really forgive her. You know, even though you know it's. I feel like the the thing that happened will always be there, especially when you haven't really talked things out and you know trust when trust is broken <laughs> when trust <laughs> is broken that's way. like the worst thing because that's my like that's my situation i am thinking if i would ever be stupid enough to go back to what i had i think the like, worst like thing would be song, you know? yeah the thing is like i wouldn't know how to trust him again especially with new information that i received after the relationship like For sure, yeah. just it just proved me that whenever i wasn't there whenever i wasn't you know, because him and I were in different countries a lot. And what he did in these countries, I didn't know and found out later on. And it just broke my trust so much. 
I don't think I would ever be able to rebuild that trust towards somebody. So in a distance relationship, and this is my opinion on it, you need a lot of trust. You really need to 100% trust I, um, this person. I have a friend, his girlfriend lives in Australia, and yeah. they are now together since six years. And the thing is, look, I know my sis, my sister, for example, she was in a relationship long distance, America to Austria, seven years. The yeah. guy lied about his age. He lied about a lot of things. He was a good guy. I don't want to like make him look bad, but there were a lot of things that he could like, you know, he could easily cover things up from abroad. And it's so easy to lie about things. It's so easy to cover things up. Like Ali said, she could be saying she's at home, but she's out yeah, doing yeah, something sure. else. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy. It's really fucking easy. So I, be I believe that for a long distance relationship, you, you got, need to be so in love that you would blindly trust this person when they say, hey, I'm telling you the truth. You need to believe them because you cannot show up in, I don't know, London overnight and be like, bitch, so are you really a, there where you're saying you are? Private jet. The thing is, like, um, uh, what a person like tell everyone is like, always have an end plan. Because I, um, I don't think it won't live forever. Anymore. Always have a plan. That yes. sounds like murder. What no, are you no, saying? No. I, mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, the most people um have a long distance relationship. Yeah. Like without a plan, like are we going to meet up later? Oh yeah, that's true. We, uh, that's like, true. Which country we're gonna live together? But yeah. It was like three years past. True. And both of you are still living the different country. That's that was a thing with my sister, for example, because she was planning on whether she should move to America or whether he should move to Austria. And the guy wasn't doing anything about that. It was just her planning. So it kind of is like mm, you kind of need a direction because you're not going to be able to do this long distance thing for like a long yes, time. No. So anyone that tells me they're in a long distance relationship for over four years. It's sorry. It's so stupid. Because, don't get me wrong, this is my opinion. I'm developing this opinion as I experience things. But I believe if a guy isn't sure about the relationship within these first four years, uh, four then years drop years him. Drop him. Because a guy already knows whether he wants to marry a woman or not. I'm talking from a straight point of view. So anyone that is not straight, I'm so sorry for talking like this. But this probably applies to um, gay couples as well. So just saying this but i'm talking it from my viewpoint if a man doesn't know whether he wants to marry a woman within the first two years actually then the relationship isn't gonna be that solid because men are actually always very clear about what they want from starting on already yeah that's the thing when when it's already like mm, let's go with the flow i don't know where this relationship <laughs> will take us let's take it slow we don't know that's a lie, girls, baby girls out there. Don't believe this sort of scam. When a guy tells you, yeah, let's go with the flow, he is just <laughs> trying to get the, the coochie and the dip. Is, let's go with the flow. Guys, <laughs> guys, there are three boys in here, okay? Boys, is it a lie or yeah. not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 what? Let's, let's, I heard. Let's go. I'm wait, wait. Flow. What did you say, Matthew? Um, <laughs> the biggest scam is a boy said. I'm heard from a last relationship, you know. Oh, thank you. Let's go with the flow. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Girls don't understand this. And then you'll be at your crib. You'll be smashing you every single day. And you'll be doing wifey shit for him, too. And he don't even give a fuck He don't give a fuck about what you cook and how you threw it back on him. He don't give a fuck, okay? Wait, 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 wait. Because of the bag, like, you know. My girls, girls. Because that point, like, why is it bad if a woman spoils a man? It's no, bad. it's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. Oh, okay, okay, I okay. love spoiling 
a man that I love. Amira. But <laughs> no, seriously, no, that shouldn't be the question. But when a guy says "let's go with the flow" or "let's take it easy," he is an asshole. He's he he's know what he, he, wants. Yeah. he doesn't know what he wants. Or he doesn't want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And if he if he says stuff like, "Oh, I'm not sure about things yet. I'm so confused about my last relationship. It hurt me so much and I'm trying to test things out, test the waters." No. He yes, is he is yeah, he is testing the waters. He is testing coochie water here <laughs> and there. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Even though because because there is some guys in the league out here. The thing is, we can just do it like that, like no sleeping, no kissing, just knowing each other. We can just do it like that too. Yeah, I mean, like, look, there's nothing bad about getting to know each other, but when you get to Only know each other, but the concept. thing is, yeah, but the thing is, like, the only benefit you have is literally just sharing existence and getting to know each other to see whether this person fits to you or not. But when it starts to get like this, one person benefits more than the other, and it's just like a one-sided thing, then this person is using you either for emotional trauma that they can kind of like vomit on you. Or for sex. One of the two. One of the two, or both. In a lot of cases, it's oh, both, and I'm really yeah, sorry for anyone that goes through it. Uh huh. Anyways, um, the <laughs> next <laughs> this person also wanted us to talk about astrology. What do you guys think about astrology? Oh, that's I think I think nah, that's the first. I don't know anything about that. I think that's the first what I um what I always check if um if I know someone, because uh, I'm Virgil. Yeah, you're a Virgo. Big trust issues, <laughs> and the person what I would choose, like, you know, my stars are way high, so typical Virgo. Yeah, you, you guys are so you guys are so judgmental. High. You guys, Everything you guys judge. judge a person before they open their mouth. Mm. I have my circle is my circle is like ninety percent Virgos. All I deal with are Virgos. Daniel, as a Pisces, I want you to speak about yourself as a Pisces, because Pisces are. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm very emotional, and you know, you can call me anytime you want. You know, my number is zero six. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let me. Can I say something about Pisces? Yeah. Without you getting offended, or without anyone getting offended. I'm Look, offended. what I want to say first off, because I do practice astrology and spirituality. Let me speak, please. Look, sun signs are just the foundations of characters. Your moon sign, your Venus, your Mars, your Jupiter, all these, or your ascending sign, they all have a different impact on your character. So you're not just one sign. I, for example, am a Scorpio. My moon is Gemini. My rising is Capricorn. A lot of people that meet me, they don't see so much Scorpio in me. They see a lot of Capricorn, Gemini. I talk a lot. That's Gemini. You know, like my writing side comes from my Gemini moon. My organization skills comes from a lot of Capricorn. My Ven my Venus and my Mars are both Capricorn. I'm really hard to handle in love. But like other stuff, I'm Scorpio. So always, I always tell people, find out your birth chart. It's really good to know because you get some insight. I want to give a recommendation for an app, which is The Pattern. The Pattern is such a cool app. I'm not getting paid, paid for this, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, but I really tell everyone to download this app. Basically, you have your birth chart, but they don't tell you about your birth chart like, oh, because you're a moon and this, that, you're like this. No, they straight up tell you stuff about yourself and the timing in your life. And you can even make a profile for other people and see if you match and if they're similar to a po past partner. Tinder. 
etc. Tinder. <laughs> Tinder. Astrology Tinder. <laughs> Astrology Tinder. But what I wanted to say about Pisces, I don't want to generalize, but Pisces men especially are emotional, but they don't want to show it. And it takes everything for them to just show a tiny that's, bit that, of emotions. And I, my cousin, for example, he's a Pisces. Whenever it would be his wife's birth... No, actually, now it's his wife, but back then it was his girlfriend. But whenever it, w- it was his girlfriend's birthday or anniversary, he would break up so he wouldn't have to get emotional and buy her something or like be lo- like loving and caring. He would just break up three days before her birthday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's really harsh. But that's a Pisces. Also, Pisces are so mysterious. You don't know if they deal drugs or if they work in banking. I'm in. <laughs> you know nothing about them. And you will bed. never know. And they will lie to your face. And you will never know if it's a lie. You will find out in 50 years when they die. 50 years. Yeah. That's a Pisces. Pisces yeah. are the best sign, th- you know, that could cheat and get away with it. Very easy. Mm. I don't cheat. Black men don't cheat. Okay. Black men don't cheat. Black men don't yeah, cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, what do you guys think about astrology other than that? Do you believe in it? Do you use yeah. it to smash? <laughs> I, won't say, um, I won't say I use it to smash, but it's, um, it's something cool where you can talk with people about. Yeah? You know, starting topics with it. What's your favorite sign? To date. To date. To date. Except for you, I'm saying date. Which sign do you date the most? Or do What Aries. November? What November? Aries? <laughs> oh, Aries is wild. Well, what November? November is Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, I date Scorpio. Scorpio. Scorpio Daniel. Toxic. Hello, I'm a Scorpio. No, just kidding. Scorpio and lion. Leo. Leo. Sorry. I'm I'm a Scorpio. We can be toxic, but I'm evolved. Oh, I come oh, in peace. Yeah, ah, do you? I know the yeah, They just know themselves. Males. But the thing is, like, Leo and Virgil, they really fit good because, you know, the Virgil brings... Why do you say that? Yeah, pun? All the Virgos I know hate Leos. I don't know why. No, no, no. Not that way. Okay. Interesting. You're a special Virgo. Yes, very special one. Ali, do you want to say something? Yeah, very special one. He's an Aries. He doesn't know anything. Let me tell you about Ali. I actually really like Aries. I love Aries. Aries. I was I was thinking about this today as why well. my favorite signs are Capricorn, Aries. Appreciate it. These two signs. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> Aries, you know why they're loyal? They have their morals straight and everything. They are the biggest ride or dies. They have a lot to talk about. They're funny. They have stories. Their storytelling skills are always on fleek. Amen. This is the truth. <laughs> and there are some other skills that they possess. There are some other <laughs> nasty skills they possess. Yeah, you know, I'm rocking. His number is 06. <laughs> uh, Ali Pelivan, reach him on the f- plus four free, 664. <laughs> oh, my God. This, this podcast is really going to be rated R. I hope I don't get trouble for this but anyways so that's all we got to say about astrology let's move on to the next message guys are we ready are we ready yeah we're ready my question is is toxicity needed to build a strong friendship or relationship i'm curious and wanted to know your thoughts on it yes you think toxicity is needed to build a strong friendship or relationship 
That's bit. so Pisces of you. You need a bit. You need a bit. Yeah, you need a bit. You need a bit. Like, like, for example, give him the mic. Give him the mic. Like for, uh, like for example, me and I were too toxic to each other. Yeah, we re- we really toxic, but we love each other. Yeah, we love each other from both. But look, what the hell? Ali and I are like, what the hell? Because uh, we are not toxic to each other. No. Well, me and were so toxic. No, like, like, Ali and I, Ali, if Ali is ever toxic to me, he knows how I am. We don't talk if we're toxic. We don't punch each other. We're literally. I'm throwing fists at you, Ali, wait, if you ever get toxic let's at do it me. Like this. Let's do it like this. You know, like let me say, um, there's uh, um, like the pants on the floor. Yeah. I'll be like, yo, daddy, we gotta pick that pants up. I'm gonna tell the people what you did last week. Oh, like the oh, by the way, guys, by the way, guys, we did a track on shitting just before this podcast. Yeah. Is this the level of toxic that you like? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, cause Matthew did some business. He did big business <laughs> on the toilet. And Daniel and I did a track on um, ba- Matthew's business. <laughs> Available on iTunes tomorrow. <laughs> but what I need to say about this, and I- I'm just going to sh- straight get into it. I don't think toxicity is needed for friendship and relationship, but I think toxicity is needed for your own personal growth. I feel like everyone needs to be toxic at some point in their life to understand what it does to be toxic, like what it does to people and what it does to you. I feel like people need to learn more about bad karma by sometimes doing stupid shit that, you know, they have maybe done without thinking. I feel like when we are toxic in our lives, we learn how to do things better how to do it better next time, how to not be toxic. And I really want to say this as a message. Being toxic isn't cute. Having mood swings isn't cute. Honestly, get a therapist if you need to. And I'm not saying this in a harsh way. Seriously, getting a therapist is not a bad thing. I had six months of anger management therapy and it was the best thing possible. I learned so so much about myself that I didn't think was toxic, but it is actually toxic to throw fits at people, to be, you know, like, just because you didn't like the way like let's say i didn't like the way ali talked to me i'm just gonna be extra pissy to him that's not okay that's not how you should treat people because maybe he had a bad day maybe you know it's normal it's normal to not like something (laughs) it's not normal to react passive aggressive aggressive violent verbally physically whatever it is not even to your wall punching walls isn't healthy as well by the way you know posting stories about somebody being a hoe or somebody being this and that isn't healthy as well and i say this as a guilty person i've done these things right and sometimes i slip into that toxicity again and i do these things too but being toxic isn't cute if you you know like blast your boyfriend's phone because mm, he didn't take some time off for you today you're toxic and it's not okay because maybe he needs some time off for himself mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> i agree on that being toxic isn't cute, guys. And, you know, breaking people's hearts. And <laughs> I was so toxic. I could never date. That's not cute. Don't do it. And this applies to girls and boys. Everyone loves being toxic now. You know, people listen to Future and Bryn Fias and they're like, oh, I'm toxic king. I'm toxic queen. She belongs to the streets. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a favorite word for boys. Yeah, genau. Far away from us. Anyways, that's our opinion on toxicity. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Let's move on. So, I have a crush on a boy and he's way out of my league. 
I really don't know what to do about it because I don't want to be rejected and I don't know That's him in real life and just way out of from the league. wait yeah I just know him from Insta should I just text him help that, that way out of my league is already fucked up yeah how yeah. can you say somebody's way out of your league and never ever know your worth before. baby girl know your worth yeah self love is the best love you Look, need to know I don't want to drop names But I made anyone that I've ever wanted DM me back. I never thought about, they're so above my league. Nobody is above my league. Everyone is either equal with me or fucking below me. Nobody Amen. Is, nobody is above me. That's stupid to say. Don't ever, you know, like treat yourself like that. Love yourself. I'm not saying be cocky or arrogant. It's like the worst thing ever. But love yourself in the most humble way. And just know that you're special and you have unique things to offer that maybe A, B, Z, D, you know, like don't have to offer. Be yourself. Bring your unique character to the table because you are you. Yet, let's say your name is Sally. You're Sally and Sally is not like Susie, you know. Know your worth and just DM this person, okay? Or just like three pigs, you like back. No, don't do that. That barely works. It's, that barely works. Just straight up DM them. Especially if you're a girl texting a guy. How do you guys feel that's when cute. when a girl slides into your DMs? Give him the microphone, please. Uh, the thing is, like, there are a lot of boys. They reappreciate it. Like, oh, girl, you're cute. Thank you. And start a conversation. Mm -hmm. But then we got the arrogant boys. Like, another one. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if he's she like got, this, it will one. it will later surface, like, later it will surface that he's a cocky motherfucker and he should never get coochie ever again in his life. But... Because nowadays, boys are assholes, yeah. I know. Honest, nowadays? Honest. Excuse me? <laughs> They've always been like that. Dana, Dana Drake, on Travis Scott vibes, you know, everyone's on it. Future. Yeah, Future. Oh, my God. Brent. Brent and Future has got these people going toxic. I think Bryson Taylor too. <gasps> Bryson Taylor. Anyone no. want to break oh. my heart before the album comes out, by the way? No, it, it dropped it already. <laughs> it dropped already. I already downloaded it. Okay, okay. okay, okay. Back, back to topic. Like, <laughs> um, I would just tell you, like, try and text him and see how he reacts. He reacts normal. Keep, uh, keep the conversation. If not, you know, don't even send a message. Just, like, fuck off. And the thing is, yeah. I DM guys that I like all the time. It's just me. I... The guys that DM me first never are really my interest. I'm very, very straightforward. If I like a guy, I will straight up tell him. I will literally straight up be like, you're really cute. I would really like to date you. Like, that's it. I'm not going to fool around. I'm at an age where I'm not going to like, hey, hey, like flirt around until he gets the signals. What signals? I'm just going to be like, hey, this is the signal. Date me. But anyways, <laughs> I DM guys very often. Like I see cute boys on TikTok. I check their Insta. Even if they have like 100K or like 1 million, I don't even care. I DM them. I'm like, hey, I really think you're really fucking hot. And that TikTok did just something to me. Um, do you want to have my babies? No, it's always different. It's always according to what the profile is like or what the video that I saw was about or what the person is like. But I always slide into DMs. I always do. And if you're listening to this and I didn't slide into your DMs, you're probably not the person. I wrote <laughs> Kylie Jenner. Yeah, do it. I Go wrote, for Kylie Jenner. I, I wrote, hey, and Stacey too. 
Stassi is Kylie Jenner's best friend. Yeah. I hope you all know. Yeah, yeah. We do know. Yeah, she's just my she's okay, just my next friend. one. Yeah. I find myself losing interest in a girl when I don't have to, like, chase her anymore. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. That's yeah, 100% yeah. boys. That's yeah, that's a weird. I want to know Ali's opinion on this. Talk, sir. Daniel, she's just... Guys, he's shy because of his English. <laughs> okay, look, it's a fact. You know, I also lose interest. If I chased her and then she'd be like, I love you. I love you and way too, like, simping around. Like, she'd be simping, oh, I love you. Oh, you did this hair. I love your hair. I love this. I love this. Oh, nice shoes i love your shoes i love your shoelaces too many compliments too many compliments fucked up i don't even like it anymore you know uh, this is my trick i'd slide in the dms all flirty right but then i either reply very late short answers i let them chase me i don't like the first initial like the initial way of doing it is like let them know you chose them because girls, you got to do this. Let them know you chose him, okay? And then make sure it stays like this. Don't act like an option. Don't act like, you know, you're already served. You're on the table. The offer is there. You know, know your worth and be like, hmm, I already told you that I chose you. Now do the work. Now impress me. Don't simp on guys. Yeah, don't simp on us. We don't even like that. <laughs> But to this guy, because it's a guy saying this, because he's like saying he loses interest in a girl when he doesn't have to chase her anymore. Maybe you're not liking the right girls. Because like when the chase is over, you should actually either know whether you want this girl or not. And when the chase is over and you're like, oh, I lost interest, then you'd never really had interest. You just really like hunting, I guess. And that too is a little bit toxic in a way. Because it just means you just like... The reassurance of somebody liking you back. That's what it is. You like knowing that whatever you chose to chase likes you back and you have some validation and now your confidence is up because you're like, oh, I wanted that girl. I had her. Bye. It's done. That's more about self-esteem and confidence and all that validation thing. Maybe seek, like, stop seeking validation and start seeking people that, you know, you at the end develop like solid interest for to the point you know i want this girl and i want to date her and i you know like i really like her maybe get into that any comments you guys want to add to it um nope nope i think i made you all mundtot (laughs) i'm throwing some uh german words in here today anyone listening that has no clue is probably gonna just like this but whatever let's continue there's so much okay so there was this one boy i loved and i thought i loved him we were kind of a thing for a time but in the end i realized that i didn't love him i love the idea to be with him and i think i will never tell him because it's been years already whoa whoa, 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 whoa. are they together no okay good (laughs) <laughs> that would have been really because <laughs> that would be wow ali looks confused let me explain the situation to you so basically she used to be with a boy that she thought she loved but she actually really just liked the idea of him and being with him and um years passed by and she realized she didn't love him 
but she never told him. And she kind of feels some guilt about this. Uh. I think it's probably Give him the microphone. I think it's probably her own fault. Yeah. Because she, she could cut the situation. Yeah. So That's true. Two years. Two years, man. No, actually, a couple of years. I don't know couple how many. Years? Just forget it. Yeah, no, the thing is, like, this is what I think about it. Um, when you think you love someone and you, you truly just like having somebody with you, there is, again, something that you haven't healed within yourself. You haven't loved yourself enough to be able to be alone and you love the idea of having somebody with you. And then you think that you love this person, but, but you actually love receiving love and affection and care from this person. And it's really unfair because you emotionally, you know, use somebody. You use their resources, you use their love. And maybe you've done some damage to this person because, you know, being used emotionally isn't a nice feeling. And to me, this sounds like bad karma and you might get this back at some point in your life. Somehow. Because you always get it back. Everyone always gets everything bad, good and bad, honestly. But... um. Forgive yourself. You were young, probably, because I know you and I know you're a younger person. Um, you were young at that time and you made a mistake. Young, just understand. Yeah, young, dumb. <laughs> young and dumb, for sure. But just understand that, you know, we all make these mistakes and we all are toxic at some point and we all, you know, do things and we don't understand them, especially when we are younger. It's so hard to understand what self-love really is about and what it really means to love yourself and to love to be alone and, you know, be okay with being alone and by yourself. It will come with age. Don't stress yourself about it. Don't think too much about what you did. Yes, it was a mistake and it did probably hurt this person and it still probably hurts you too. But forgive yourself and do better next time. And next time, just remember to love someone genuinely. And if you don't, let them go. Is all I'm saying. Okay, so there are two more messages that I received. These last two are a little bit longer. They're a little bit more serious. So bear with me, guys, and listen. My experience with love... The upsides and downsides. I've never witnessed love that soon in my life since I wasn't raised by my mother. I was raised by my auntie in my homeland for several years. Never witnessed her showing true love to me. She always used me as a punching bag for all the mistakes that the others in her family have, do have done. Years passed where my mom knew everything about my childhood in my homeland and she sent me to Austria to live with her. It was hard since I've never had a real connection with her, so it took a while for us to understand each other. Actually, an unusual amount of time. Time has passed and I've started to learn the meaning of love. At first, it was a punch in my stomach to me since my first love broke my heart. Then I started to isolate myself after the occurrence. I had some summer flings here and there, but I tried to make it serious. But it backfired, so I started to isolate myself even more and more, and I worked on myself. I had a player phase where I, start, where I started to break girls' hearts to push my ego to the roof. At the end of the day, it had no meaning to me, and I had to set my priorities straight. Then I met a girl who showed me the meaning of love, but in a suppressed way. We started to work things out, but I always pushed her off. She accepted all my flaws and weaknesses, and I accepted hers. Due to my insecurities, I fucked up the relationship through cheating and not telling the truth to protect myself. 
I broke up with her and I ended up hurting her. I regretted the things that I've done, but I can't run things back. I always run away from love because it, n I never really had it, never really experienced it throughout my childhood. So I figured I don't need it. But now that I'm grown up, I figured out how it affected me and made me incapable of truly loving a person. My issues were part of the reason, but it's mostly me. I was the fault and I've started to accept it and learn through it. Now I'm going through a path of redemption and truth seeking. When love comes, I'll learn to accept it and not run away of it. I would love to add more of it, but I figured it's going to take a while. Um, yeah, that's what he said. And he wants our opinion, our conversation about this. Is there anything you guys picked up on and want to give a note on? So basically, there's a childhood trauma. There is lack of love in the family. And this is the most crucial, like childhood, most crucial years to teach a child how to love in the future, how to love themselves and how to love others, how to show love and accept love. This this affected him already. And then he had his heart, like first heartbreak as well. And he just, you know, he was a player. He had a player face. He had a so-called fuckboy face. He wasn't a nice person. Anybody Even when he had a relationship where he had true love, he didn't know how to handle it. He cheated. He lied. He broke this person. And now he's uh, in a phase of finding himself. Do you guys want to add something to this? Matthew does. Pass him the mic. And careful, no sounds, please. Don't hit the mic. Okay. Um, the thing that I would tell, um, what I would like to tell you is like, meditate a lot, grind yourself, um, think about everything twice. And what I can give you an, an advice for the future is every person that you go, you meet in your life, don't hurt them. Really try to know them. Be honest to them from the beginning on about what you did and everything because if she's the right person she will accept your um your um, what do you call it? Your, flaws your flaws and everything. Yeah, and your yes, but I got no more. Huh? Your past, yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. That's completely true. Do you guys wanna add something to it? Matthew just, you know, like said it clear and straight. I want to add something to it. Um, this is like the last message that we just talked about. You know, the last message, the person did a mistake in the past by not showing true love. I believe this is a similar advice that I can give. Maybe learn to love yourself and maybe learn to understand to heal your inner child. This is something that I've been trying to write about in my magazine and that I'm going to published in the extended version as well a lot of talks about inner child healings you know this is something that a lot of people don't know in our age group but every one of us possesses an inner child okay Ali you Matthew Daniel I do every one of us and whatever experience we had in our childhood whatever we went through how we experienced love how people showed us love how they touched us even like how they te taught us to teach like how to how they taught us to like treat our bodies, how to how they taught us to love and how to be friends and how to be family members. Everything has influenced what we are today. Childhood, our childhoods are so important where we grew up, what country, what culture, what family, if our family was broken or not, what sort of efforts we had to show. I myself had to sit down with my inner child a lot these past months and I still do and there's so much healing that I need to do and you 
the person who wrote this from what i'm reading there's a lot of childhood trauma that hasn't hasn't been completely solved because i understand it's not an easy thing but go into yourself there are meditations for inner child healings also start journaling start writing about experiences that you've had in the past there is a therapy form it's hypnosis you learn about stuff that you forgot it's in your subconscious basically your therapist they put you in a trance this is so crazy guys this is so fucking crazy but they put you in a trance and you start speaking but you cannot control yourself even if you want to shut up because it's embarrassing you cannot shut up so you're so hypnotized by your therapist that you just speak about everything in your subconscious when i had this therapy for the first time in my life i said things that i had no memory about like uncomfortable things that i as a kid sur surpassed like suppressed to the point that i forgot as an adult that this happened to me but it made me realize like oh shit this is why i'm like this and that there's so many things that we don't understand about our body and brain but every reaction we do body language and you know like words and and even our perception it is formed by what we experienced in life a lot of times we do not have memories of these things anymore but it is coded coded within us so my advice is find that code uncode yourself untie these knots get to know your very very true self you know therapy if you cannot afford therapy there are so many online resources for free if you cannot find them hit me up i'm really happy to send resources to people that need it but start writing start journaling start maybe even painting you you know everything we paint is perception we paint off of perception and experience so even when you paint you might you know discover parts about yourself that you don't know yet and my last advice be open to love and understand that everyone is capable of loving everyone has the ability to love and be loved when we feel like we're incapable of love when we feel like we lost our capability to you know like a lot of people to love us it's because we are scared that they might break us that when we trust our hearts in their hands they might you know just drop it to the floor and don't care about it but every experience in love every experience in life is supposed to just make you love harder and just exist tougher you know and i understand it's not nice and unfortunately these are part like that's, that's a part of life but every struggle and every beauty only teaches you more and more and you learn. And what I want to say is, if you want to see the stars, you got to accept the darkness. You cannot watch the stars during the day, right? So you got to wait for the night and bear with the darkness just for a glimpse of the Orion's belt or something like that. So that's my advice about that. That's my two cents about it <laughs> all right um let's get to the last one it's making me so sad that my parents and family still have this old mindset mindset which does not allow me to love anyone i want i could not imagine living without my boy in this life i love him so much and i have so many plans in the future with him it makes me sick that we have to keep our 1.5 years relationship secret because of fear and pressure i don't know if i'm going i'm doing the right thing 
going against all of the expectations of my whole family and tradition? Why should I love someone to fulfill the expe expectations of others? Why is it so unfair for me to love someone and still have pressure not being able to share my luck and my happiness? Sometimes I throw myself in a deep hole. Will everything will be okay? Will I ever get accepted in my family if I tell them what are the consequences? But still, I will do everything I can do to chase my dream to, dream to live a life with the love of my life. Life is unfair. I'm afraid of losing him because of the mindset of others. Being in this dilemma gives me stress, pressure, and anxiety. I just want to be happy and make my family happy as well. What am I doing wrong? Until I tell my parents and family, I will have to pray for forgiveness and hope for strength and happiness. I hope everything will be okay at the end. I hope everyone will be okay. What do you guys feel about expectations of family members on your love life? I truly want to know this opinion because I feel like this is something that a lot of people go through. I'll, I don't think my mom has expectations. Like, she doesn't have any expectations about no. the women you take home. No, she doesn't have expectations. Like, she even told me she doesn't even care if, if she's black or white, you know what I mean? She doesn't care at all. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I should truly love her and I shouldn't do it so quick, like, I should take my time. You shouldn't time. rush into things. Yeah, you know, I should take my time with it. Yeah. Ali, I had this conversation with you. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know already. Come on. Yeah. Uh, she should be Muslim. Oh. Right. But, uh, Girls, take notes. Bring out <laughs> pen and paper right now. If you want to be Ali's girl, you got to be a Muslim. First of all, oh my God, hijabi queen. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Half a year ago, yeah. okay. And she's like, uh, I don't know how it's called in English. She's the perfect wife. Uh, yeah. But. Hausfrau. What do you want to say? Uh, huh? Gypsy. Oh, gypsy. Okay. That's politically incorrect. We respect Roma and Cindy's, by the way. Roma yeah, but uh, continue. Cindy, sorry. <laughs> and first, uh, first, uh, the first time my mom met met her, she was like, "She's okay." Yeah. It was everything, uh, but she's just uh, looking, but she's just searching for, uh, for flaws. Yeah. yeah. She's and just trying she to find. She's nitpicking. Yeah, like she should be a muscle. That's right. Oh my god, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just thought about the girl on your shirt and your mother's comment uh, on she's it. She's like, uh, she's uh, Muslim mom. Yeah. Like so Ali had a sh Ali has his own stuff, right? So he has a shirt with a girl. It's beautiful. You should buy it when it comes out. But it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's beautiful and his mom saw it and he was like She was like She was like that? what? <laughs> What's that? I was like uh, a design. Do you like it? She was like, that's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> say say what she said in Turkish. <laughs> so, yeah, what's the problem? She was like, that's a girl. I was like, yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> and you know, her hair is open. You yeah. know, like. Yeah. And I was talking to Ali. I was like, imagine you bring me home as a wife. Like, your mom would be like, you're not my son anymore. Who's I, this I, whore? I, 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 <laughs> 
who is this hooker you brought into my household? <laughs> you know what's really funny? It's the opposite for my parents. My parents don't want me to marry a Muslim. For real? For real. Because they they are scared that my Muslim husbands or boyfriend, huh? Like hijabi queen. Hij- no, they want they don't want me to become a hijabi queen. Okay. So basically they're scared that I will be suppressed into a religion. They also don't want me to marry someone who's, you know, strictly Christian, strictly Jewish or strictly any religion. My parents want me to marry someone who's loose with religion, not just my husband, but also his whole family. So my parents always are like, yeah, okay. You know, let's say I'm dating an Emre or like a Burak or whoever, right? Ali. <laughs> Ali. Let's say I'm so dating Ali. They're going to be like, I'm going to be like, Ali, he's so modern. He accepts the woman that I am. He doesn't care if I wear skirts. He doesn't wear, like, he doesn't care. Huh? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, anyways, he doesn't care if I have my hair open, if I have guy friends and all these things. Okay, Ali, <laughs> shut up. You care. Anyways, let's say Ali doesn't care. Okay, let's say. If you say that again, I'm punching you. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's say he doesn't care. My mom is going to be like, hmm, but his mother is going to care. And if I say, oh, but he doesn't care about his mom's opinion. My mom's going to be like, that's his mother. He's going to care eventually. Even if he doesn't care right now, one day he's going to be like, my mother wants you to wear a headscarf or my mother wants you to go to church and what will you do then and they're actually really right about this it's really important to find somebody that is on the same level as you yeah. i really hate to say this but parents sometimes are right about some stuff but you know if i can start to say something like uh it's just her uh, choice yeah to wear a scarf yeah it's called scarf right? yeah headscarf yeah headscarf uh, and I think it doesn't matter if you're Muslim, Christian. Yeah. Something. The thing is, like, if I say, yeah. if I say my husband is Muslim and his family is Muslim and he one day comes to me and he's like, oh, my parents actually want you to, like, cover up. No. And I want to do it. Let's say I want to do it. That's cool. You know, okay, like cool, if you if you accept your partner and his family and you accept what might come with it, then do go for it, you know. But I myself, for example, there's some compromises that I wouldn't take because I just know I wouldn't be doing it with my heart. And one day I would regret that. Right. So I do get my parents advice on this. My parents don't care about ethnicity and like race and anything like that. But I think it's really unfair when parents say stuff like, you know, we're Turkish. You should only date Turkish people. Like, you know, we live in such a modern world. We live in such modern cities everyone like every city today has different ethnicities inside right even if you go to istanbul you have syrian people you have armenians you have like all sorts of people the problem the big problem is that our parents yeah in sozo uh doesn't know any other culture yeah that's why it's their reality it's how they grew up and it's how they like experience things in their head that's normal but the thing is Maybe remind your parents, because actually even our parents lived with stricter parents, our grandparents, and they broke some rules that their grandparents set, right? Every one of our parents did break rules. Remind them of this. Remind them of these things. And I know somebody who dated, let's say I know somebody who's Turkish, okay? She dated somebody who was black and Christian. (laughs) 
it was really difficult for this person to come to their parents and say, hey, my boyfriend is black. Okay. So this person really had difficulties opening up because their parents were strictly Muslim. They were covered like headscarf, everything. She herself is covered, but her boyfriend is black and he's Christian and he's very open about things. Right. She didn't know how to do that introduction first, but she decided to meet with her dad and say, look, um, I fell in love with somebody. You might not approve of him, but I really love him. And she made the first step and it was really uncomfortable that dad wasn't happy about this, but they wanted to meet him first. So they, they met him and they started nitpicking like your mom th does with your um, brother's okay. wife. They started saying stuff like, hmm, he doesn't, you know, like wear his pants right or his shoes were a little bit dirty. Like they said things that were irrelevant because the guy actually really is a decent guy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they told her, we would rather be like, we would rather have you not date him. So she stopped dating him for a long time. And then she married somebody else. A Turkish guy. She had to. You know, her parents picked this person up. Two years into the marriage, they filed for divorce. Because the guy was abusive. And the relationship wasn't going well. The father, her father, was really sad looked at her daughter and said, I'm really sorry that I didn't let you marry the guy that you actually loved and that really actually loved you. That's the outcome. That's the outcome. And now she's married to her actual boyfriend, the black Christian. And they're happy. They have two kids. They're very happy. I'm happy for them. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy for them too. But what I'm saying is maybe tell your parents that the most important thing is that you are in good hands that the person that you chose to be, be with actually really really loves you i feel like our parents just want the best for us and even if it doesn't come off like that sometimes they don't understand there are so many things my parents don't understand my career choices for example or the choices that i do in my life they don't understand a lot of things but i always tell them that one day they will understand they just let to have me be and like they just have to trust me and maybe have more conversations maybe like dip like dip slowly into the topic like tiptoe into it maybe give some examples out of, of other people here and there then uh, you know talk more with them become more private with your parents go have drinks with them go have dinners with them you know like talk personal things build the bond with your parents and then slowly tell them hey there is a guy that i love and you might not approve of him could you please like understand that i love this person I feel like every person, every good parent should understand. And if they don't, and that's my last advice, it sounds really shit. But if your parents are really shit and they're really toxic and they're really shit people, because unfortunately it exists that parents can be shit, run away. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this. This is the last advice I give. What? If they're really, really shit, if they're truly shit, if they're truly toxic, if they would beat you up, if they would... You know, marry you off to somebody else. Okay. My mom and dad used to beat me. No, 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 no. Look, look. Some I I don't condone violence. Okay, but like spanking here and there, sometimes is a part of it. Unfortunately, I don't support it. I wouldn't want to do it, but like, huh? I support it though. Not, okay. not, not too much. Opinions. Opinions. Not but <laughs> the thing is, like, um, what I'm saying is, imagine, imagine your mom, you. How old are you, Daniel? Uh, 
I'm 22. 22. I'm 21. 22. Let's say you bring home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? I'm, I'm, I'm 22. I'm 22 and sometimes 25 too. Okay. Sometimes he's 25. L let's stick with 22. Let's say you're 22. You bring home a woman that your mom doesn't like so much, okay? Yeah. She says, don't date her. You say, but I love her. Blah, blah, blah. Discussions. It goes on for months. She starts to take your phone away. You're 22, by the way. She takes your phone away. She locks you in your room. Sometimes she doesn't let you go out. She starts calling your friends. She starts beating you up about these things. I'm 22. 22, you're 22. And then she finds your wife and she marries you off to somebody new. That's not possible. You're a man. Now think for a woman. This message is sent by a girl, okay? Let's say her parents are so strict that they would treat her like this. Uh, Don't you think it's okay for her to run yeah, away? Yeah, then it's okay to run away. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Because, yes, love your parents, respect your parents. But some people are really shit. I know this is so hard to say, but even family members and parents can be shit. Huh? You sound angry right now. Yeah, no, I'm just giving this as a tip because I have friends that have the worst parents that they really had to break contacts with because they would get, like, I'm talking about parents that wanted to murder their daughters because they were dating a guy, you know? Is that okay? No. no. So, unfortunately, people like that exist. Parents like that exist. Family can be toxic too. So, if it's really that bad, run away. Okay? But if it's not that bad, speak to them. Everyone is understanding. If they're not, run away. <laughs> yeah. that's, And that's a fact. That's a fact. And that's actually the last message we had. And it's the longest episode so far. But it was actually quite fun. I actually liked these. And, and, and Matthew's asleep already. Yeah. His mouth is all open. Do do we want to do a song about this, Daniel, real quick before we finish <laughs> yeah, this? Come on. In the background. <laughs> Matthew yeah. is sleeping. Matthew's sleeping. Sleeping. <laughs> sleeping. Oh, sleeping. Matthew sleeping. is sleeping. Woo! We're done. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Bye. Till next time.